0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Youth and Culture podcast. This is your co-host David Pinkham and I'm here with Ryan. Yo. Good to have you with me, man. Hey, uh, this is part two of two today of our physical and mental health podcast series. And we're going to dive into that. But real quick, let's take a second to listen to our sponsor.
1: Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Eyes is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Cub Eyes, and start protecting your home today.
0: All right, that's awesome. Um, Definitely check that out. So today, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about mental and spiritual health, um, as opposed to last time, which was physical health. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I would pause and go back and listen to that one first, because it definitely leads into this one. Um, but today, Ryan's going to take point on this, and we're going to discuss a few things uh, regarding mental health and some things that we can do to get ourselves into a spot where we are mentally healthy so that we can execute uh, youth ministry to the glory of the Lord. So, Ryan, take it away.
1: Uh, absolutely. And before before we kind of dive in, uh, into this, to... Um... I kind of, I kind of, we kind of wanted to take some time and just, um, just let each one of you know, who are listening, we're praying for you uh, during this whole coronavirus um, pandemic and scare. Uh, It's affecting ministry. It's affecting our families. Uh, We're feeling effective. Even we're sitting here trying to figure out um, how to continue recording uh, for podcasts because our schedules are Completely blown to bits yep uh when it when it comes to, during this time like my wife is a teacher so she's teaching from home making videos posting it and we're we're doing schooling with our kids and of course i'm working i'm making videos uh and all this stuff and David's doing some stuff online as well uh so we just want to we'll let you know we're praying for you uh during this time but and and david we kind of talked about this before uh we, we started um recording, is that uh, one thing I'm excited about, I hate that it came to to this, to, to yeah. a pandemic for this to happen, but one thing I'm loving about this time is that I'm seeing youth ministries in churches in general being innovative, and to me that is awesome to see, and I'm excited to see how uh, all these different ministries coming together, being innovative, working together, and finding new and fresh ways uh, to reach teenagers to reach students with the gospel and to, and also a new way of discipleship so this all that's really exciting for me for me to see,
0: yeah, that is really exciting, and I know that uh, like you said it's it's unfortunate circumstances that have brought it around um, however uh, I think it just kind of makes me think of um you know that verse in Romans, I think it's Romans eight twenty-eight, where it just talks about the things in our life that God can use uh, for our good, uh, for those who love him and are, and are called according to his purpose. And, uh, you know, he can take a negative situation, um, uh, something that has some pretty terrible consequences worldwide, and he can still um, reach people um, through that. And uh, I've seen people uh, online in my own church uh, respond Uh, with great positivity. I've seen some stuff online that's been negative too. You know, there's always some Debbie Downers, but but I've been blessed that we've been able to uh, continue moving forward. Um, But I got to tell you, when you have six kids and three of them are in school and then all of a sudden they're not for the rest of the school year because Virginia just um, shut down school for the rest of the school year, Uh, my wife and I have been slowly – Dipping our toe into the possibility of homeschooling, and we even registered for the homeschooling convention that 's in Virginia that's on June eleventh through the thirteenth this year, and then we were going to consider it for the fall well we 're no longer considering it because we 're doing it now because oh, we yeah. have to so um, whether that's you been want the, to or not yes, whether you want to or not, and that 's been interesting, but um, things like uh, podcasts uh YouTube videos. Um, zoom uh some of these online resources that are out there have made things easier to cope with that because there are already tools in place and really all we have to do is learn them it's not reinventing the wheel it's just learning how to use an existing thing and uh, it's been encouraging to see people that probably would have said no before this saying yes with excitement because they're ready to learn and they're ready to to continue being a church, even if that church has to meet on zoom or on Facebook or Instagram live or something like that. So um, I think that in, in our community, at least our church has really rallied around the, the concept of, yeah, we can't be physically together, but uh, let's get together online anyway and, um, and be the church together uh, electronically.
1: Absolutely. And so you know, as Dave was talking about, we kind of, we last, last time, last episode we talked about uh, physical wellness um, and today we're gonna be talking about mental slash spiritual wellness uh, before we get into that as well I do want to have a shout out um, to somebody's uh, who recently posted on Facebook that they lost a um, hundred pounds wow. uh, just recently that's TJ McConaughey And guys, if you're listening and you don't know who that is, we interviewed him um, a while back about being innovative in student ministry. So definitely go back to the episode two. That's an awesome episode. Uh, But uh, I'm really proud of TJ. And again, if TJ, you're listening to to this episode, shout out to you. I think that's awesome that you were able to become physically healthy. Well done, sir. Because when I see that, when I saw that post, I was like, man, I'm struggling just to lose 40 pounds. I can so, imagine trying so,
0: to lose hundred. So does that mean that he's now half the man he used to be?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I'll ask him, but anyway, shout out to you, TJ. Uh, Love so done, sir. Uh, one thing I wanted to t- kind of talk about, um, entering to, to mental and spiritual wellness is, it's just one thing that again, when, I, when, we're, when we're talking again, we're not experts. Me and David are not experts in the subject. Ooh. Uh, I believe both of us are. We read, okay. So I read. I I read a lot. So learn from other people, and so this is stuff that I've I've learned over the years um, from smarter people than me, and people who are experts, specifically in this field of mental wellness and spiritual wellness. But one thing that I read uh, years ago, and it's really helped me uh, when it comes. And this is connected to physical your physical wellness as well is, is how your physical wellness affects your mental, specifically mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and one recommendation that uh, from psychologists uh, and psychiatrists, specifically uh, when it comes to mental wellness, is doing outdoor exercises, just being outdoors. And when we talk about exercise, that sounds like a negative term to some people to listen to it. But when we talk about exercise, it's things like going for a walk, going just going outside, going for a walk, um, going outside and running or hiking or just or playing basketball outside, playing sports outside, just being outdoors. Um, and this is something I struggle with because because like I told last last week, I I'm a I'm a weightlifter. Uh, not many people lift weights outside. Yeah, that's a um, sport so yeah unless you're in a strongman competition <laughs> that's true but um but what what, what i do to kind of do outdoor type of exercise there's two things i like to do uh one is hiking i love hiking even though i don't do it now that i've moved to flatland um let so move from virginia to north carolina and when i move down here there's i don't enjoy just I don't enjoy hiking uh, in the flat plains. Yeah. You're in the like Piedmont a, region, right? No, I'm I'm a, yeah. Plains Piedmont. Or I'm more in the plains close to the coastal. Yes. Yeah, Some of the plains. Oh, so so flat. everything's flat land. Uh, so I don't enjoy it as much. And now when I lived in Virginia, I was in the mountains. I loved hiking and went hiking as much as I could. Um, so what I do now instead of hiking is, is as a family, uh, we go for walks. We go for long walks as a family, uh, around our neighborhood. Uh, sometimes it's interesting cause I got, um, a, a seven year old is about to be eight and I got a five year old and my five year old is uh, interesting walking around sometimes. And, uh, he likes to put his hands into fire at mounds and see, watch the fire ants and then start screaming when he gets bitten. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's, 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 so that's stuff that I do, but, uh, Part of the reason why there's suggest outdoor exercise is from what I, from a lot of getting a lot of experts, what I've read is vitamin D lack thereof is very much connected uh, to depression, struggling with
0: depression and anxiety. And that's something I personally deal with because um, I have not yet been uh, diagnosed with this. Actually, I mentioned last week, I'm dealing with some physical issues that I'm, or not last week, last episode um, that, uh i'm dealing with some physical stuff that i'm still not sure about um and one of them is uh my my whole life uh my mom is in the medical field and so she has told me i haven't been diagnosed but she knows enough to i guess get me in trouble i don't know um she says that i have uh seasonal affective disorder uh which because i cope with humor i think it's hilarious that seasonal affective disorder's acronym is sad but um <laughs> uh it's, it happens in the wintertime when there's less sunlight. And essentially what it is, is the less sunlight you get, the less vitamin D your body creates. And therefore you don't have, um, uh, the necessary chemicals for some of those other chemical reactions to happen that keep you in that, um, that, that happier mood. Um, it's the, uh, I want to say serotonin. It could be either that or dopamine. I don't remember which one it is, um, at the moment, but, um, that's something that, I deal with every year and this year hasn't been as bad, but I think it's because winter just kind of gave up and let spring do its thing in Virginia. And we've had a way more time outside and and sunlight because the temperature hadn't been that bad. And I started taking vitamin D supplements. Um, I found out vitamin D is actually technically not even a vitamin. It's technically a hormone um, or it acts like one. And, um, that has a direct effect on on depression. And so um, I've been trying to combat that in a couple of different ways. Um, I wanted to try the supplements first. My mom got me a sun lamp. One of those things where you, you put on the little tanning goggles that you wear to a tanning bed, and then you just put the lamp in front of your face and turn it on for 10 minutes and just wait <laughs> and soak it up because <laughs> it's supposed to mimic sunlight. Uh, I haven't tried it yet because... I'm kind of scared of going blind, but as long as I wear the goggles, you're supposed to be safe. Um, but that's definitely one of the big reasons why there's such a push there to to do the outdoor exercise, not just exercise exercise, but outdoors, because you are getting the sun soaking up in your skin, and it's allowing your body to do what God created it to do, which is keep you at that even keel. Um, and, and this this will kind of, this isn't really something that we'll emphasize or we'll, it'll come up kind of um, subtly the rest of the conversation. But uh, one of the things that we're, we're shooting for here with physical and mental health is, is not to have high highs um, because high highs correspond with low lows. You, you want a more even keel. So you don't want your highs to spike super high um, and you don't want your lows to spike super low. You want to go for more of an even keel. And some of these things that we're talking about are going to help with with keeping that even keel with your mood and your and and the things that your your body is going through
1: right, absolutely um you know a good friend of mine and uh he's actually from alaska um he's the one who shared this this to me years ago and actually shared about the vitamin d you know sunlight thing and i was looking into it even more because i because i grew up especially when i was in middle school and high school i struggled with depression uh, a lot of it had to do with some of the sin I was involved in at the time. It's connected to that as well, but it, it made, when he told me this about, uh, when he told me about in Alaska, certain parts of Alaska, uh, where there's no sunlight is the reason why Alaska, if I remember correctly, it may have changed now. So don't, if you are listening and it's changed, you can DM us and let me know. But, uh, when he told me at the time, at least, that Alaska had one of the highest uh, suicide rates out of any other state in in the country. And he told me the reason why is because of the lack of vitamin D, because there's not as much sunlight throughout throughout the year in certain parts of Alaska. And that's why it got me to really dive into this and really do some research, because, again, I I used to struggle with depression and, uh, and used to struggle with anxiety and still struggle with anxiety to a point. Um. even to, even today. So when I did this research, I was finding out, this is the reason why is this outdoor being outside is so much, so it's so important, so much connected to your mental wellness. Uh, but anyway, so one, one thing I want to, wanted to talk, um, kind of mention to as well. So the first one's outdoor exercise. The second one thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to specifically mental wellness that kind of feeds into also spiritual wellness is learning to manage your time. Uh, This is something that is talked about a lot, uh, especially in business world. This is talked about a lot, Um, but learning to manage your time and manage your time well. Uh, And one thing, and the reason why I say, the reason why this is important is because uh, if you do not manage your time well, you don't have good time management, it can lead to burnout. Mm-hmm. And when I say burnout, I'm not saying, um, uh, basically what I'm saying, what I'm referencing burnout is basically you're done. You're burned out. You are done. You're done with ministry. You're done with the church. That's what I mean when I say burnout. This is more permanent. Is
0: that what you're talking? Yes. Yeah, so this
1: is more permanent. Yeah. Permanent. When I say burnout, sometimes when people use that terminology uh, means like you're, you're stressed or you're or things of that way. I'm, when I'm using the term, I'm using it as if we're done. So, but it, it can lead to that. If you time, if your time management not manage your time um, extremely well. Uh, one thing that um, I learned this actually from my dad, my dad has, was an executive pastor for many years. Um, one thing that he, he didn't do this to, uh, to manage his time. He really, he really did this. So uh, people will stop asking asking him what he does throughout the week. Uh, but as as when he was executive pastor, he actually made a weekly schedule of what he does hour by hour, normally in a given week. Of course, that changes because ministry changes. But he has that scheduled out. So when someone came to his office and be like, "Hey, what do you even do? what do you even do here? What do you even what do you, as a pastor? What do you even do?" He just he just sits there and says. You want to see what I do, and he pulls up his his weekly schedule, and and lays it out for them. And they're like, "Oh, you actually do stuff. You don't just sit around and do nothing." Uh, so that that's, but he's my dad's the one who first taught me this, and of course, I learned this and more and more from other pastors, other people in ministry, even business world leadership type stuff. Uh, one of the major ones pastors right now who's offering uh training on doing this is um uh, uh gosh my mind just went blank i'll think about it in just a minute this is what happens when you're dealing with coronavirus stuff right now um yeah the burnout comes from a different angle i <laughs> carry <laughs> uh, newhoff there we go gosh carry newhoff um he's been offering some 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 free resources and training specifically with this as well. And on his, pod, his leadership podcast, he kind of talks about this. Um, but he does the same same type of thing. He has a weekly schedule that he normally adheres to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and for instance, for me, my normal schedule is, right now it's kind of wonky uh, because of the coronavirus. But my normal schedule, uh, like every single morning, is early in the morning, around six o'clock is, is spending time with God. That is scheduled out.
2: Uh and that's that is, okay.
1: Yes, that's okay.
0: okay. You are allowed to schedule time with God. You don't have to let it happen. It has to be intentional.
1: Yeah, so it's I every single day I got scheduled out I'm spending this time with God. Nothing's interrupting me. The phones on silent, do not disturb, all my devices do not disturb. In fact, sometimes I've gotten away with even having a deva- device around me. Um so and then then I got certain days I uh answer emails. Certain times in the day I answer emails. Certain days is when I do lesson prep for our midweek and Sunday mornings. Everything is scheduled out. Now, does it mean that I 100% adhere to that? No, because it's ministry. Ministry is sometimes chaotic. Sometimes I'm dealing with, I have a parent come in uh, who's struggling with their their child. I'm coaching them or I'm I'm discipling a teen who's dealing with an issue. Uh, So that's, but the thing is, is, I'm being intentional with my time uh, and scheduling out. Because we thing, have if, to. Yeah. We have to could. do that. Because, I mean, even like, and you just mentioned this,
0: like with teenagers, you know, we we, we do have to schedule our time, um, but still be flexible. Because at, w- no amount of scheduling is going to take into account that there are people out there that view us as on-call 24-7. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the reality of it is, like, technically we are on-call 24-7 um but we have to schedule time and protect it for family too um and and even um i know pastors that they schedule and protect their study time for sermon prep and, oh, yeah. and that kind of a thing and that's like um i've i've heard of a couple that when they do sermon prep they go into their office they tell the secretary um the next 2 hours i'm doing some hardcore sermon prep don't disturb me unless the burning is the build is burning
1: down (laughs) or something like that even even our pastor um he's he's got he got to a point where he's being interrupted a lot when he was doing his studying uh uh, here at the church yeah he just we had a staff meeting and he said whenever i put this sign on my door means do not open my door yeah don't knock don't even look through the window just keep going yeah just keep going (laughs) i'm in deep study and and, yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You got, you got to do, do what you got to do. And, you, and uh, I'm I'm glad he's doing that because your, your time is valuable. Yeah. Time is extremely valuable and time is, there's a limited amount of time. Yeah. I um, mean, we and all have the same amount of time, but
0: it's, it's how we choose to use it. That's going to make or break some of our effectiveness. Uh, this something, this area, Ryan is something I've always struggled with. Um, if you've ever taken a spiritual gifts assessment test, which, you know, however much you like those or don't like those. Um, every time I've done one uh, administration is uh, the only reason it has a point is because you can't pick zero. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I've always struggled with this. And and this is one thing that um, because I'm the youth pastor at the church, I love my senior pastor because he, uh, he helps me. Um, he, he does not like looking over the shoulder kind of thing, but yeah. when I go to him and, and, and during staff meetings, I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I'm having a hard time with this. Um, I've, I've kind of found myself in a rut. I've, I've been, you know, I'm struggling with this, that, or the other. Um, he'll, he'll talk me through it. Um, give me pointers, give me some coaching tips. Uh, it really has helped that he has been a youth pastor before. So he knows that world. Um, And, uh, it's been helpful because not only was he a youth pastor, but he was the youth pastor at this church. So he also knows the community and he knows the people. So he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And so it's made it easier for me to grow in this area because I have a a senior pastor that gets it, um, and allows me to come to him and, um, essentially say, Hey, look, I'm failing in this area. Can you give me some help? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Be happy to, because he wants to see me succeed too. Um, and that's one area that in just in learning to manage my time, because I know and you said this from the get-go, this mismanagement of time can lead to ultimate burnout where you're just done with ministry. Um, having someone that's gonna coach you and keep picking you up when you stumble is preventing me from experiencing burnout because as frustrated as I get with myself, um, he's still there, you know, in the in the background going, rah, rah, re, kick him in the knee, you got this. Um, and and being truthful when maybe a little more tough, truthful when necessary, which I also appreciate.
1: Yeah, it's good. Good for you. Yeah,
0: it is. It's, it's healthy. Uh, it's constructive criticism. It's, it's helpful feedback. It's, it's growth. And, th- and that's what I want to do. I want to grow. I want to keep going. And I want to have um, that skill of, of time management so that I'm able to um, not only execute the work of the ministry, but then when I'm home with my family, put the phone down, and spend time with my kids and hopefully have lost enough weight to be able to get down on the floor and not
1: hurt getting back up when I'm playing with them. <laughs> hey, the one thing that um, we, we were talking about, uh, we we're talking about managing your time. The Reason why this is important. Again, when you, some of you may be listening think, Oh, this is, this may be, this sounds more like a business tactic. No, this is not a, of course, as you hear about this a lot in business, but here's why this is important is that, You need margin in your life. You need margin. Okay, what do I mean by margin? Okay, when you think about a piece of paper or when you're typing in a Word document, those little sides of the document up top and the bottom, basically bordering whatever you're typing, it's called margin. That's the space that's not filled. And we all need space that is not filled, time that is not filled. Because uh, personally, for me, if because right now I'm feeling it. Because right now during this coronavirus, I'm figuring stuff out. My schedule is blown to bits. Um, I am helping my wife with stuff. We're working from. I'm working from right now. We both as as uh, both are working from seven o'clock in the morning to about ten o'clock at night right now, mm. nonstop uh, with stuff with our kids between our both of our jobs, uh, ministry and everything else is going on and we've been doing this for almost five six days straight now. Um, by the time this released, uh, this, this episode is released, hopefully I get it figured out by then, but it's been draining me, mm-hmm. um, spiritually, physically, mentally draining me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cause I do right now I don't have margin and I'm figuring out a schedule, figuring out how to, how to balance my time through this coronavirus stuff, because we're doing everything from home. So the and there's no I,
0: precedence for this. Like, we've we've never dealt with something like this before. So it's not like we can just pull a file from 10 years ago and be like, oh, this is how I handled that.
1: No, yeah, this yeah. is all new. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're figuring this stuff, every, everybody is figuring this stuff out as they go. Yeah. Um, some people are maybe further along because they've already been doing some stuff online than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're all figuring this stuff out. So I, I say that, that margin is important because yeah. you margin if having some wiggle room is the time where you're with your family enjoying your family off of your phone mm-hmm. all, not checking emails being there that's part yeah. of the margin uh being there for your spouse is part of the in, in part and part the margin because if you did not have that margin you couldn't do those things you couldn't be there for your kids like not just physically but emotionally mm-hmm. there for your kids and for your spouse. So that's the reason why when we talk about time management, the reason why it's important because it allows you to have margin um, yeah.
0: in your life. And the best part about this is that margin has been built in since creation. Um, I mean, God put that in the in the framework of things. You know, he he busted his tail for six days. And then on the seventh day, he took an entire day of margin. Um, yeah. Yeah. We call it Sabbath, <laughs> um, but the, I I just had this conversation between the last um, episode we recorded about physical health, um, and now I've been thinking about it and talking with my wife, and and realizing that, and I might have even mentioned it last time, but um, if I don't manage my time well, then when I get to the day where I'm supposed to take Sabbath, I don't feel as though I have earned the right to rest, and so I keep going. And that is not healthy because then I'm not taking that day of rest, that day where I'm not picking up my phone. I'm not running around the community like a crazy person. I'm not scheduling stuff out for meetings and for teachings. And I I need to spend that time to just chill out, spend time with my family, make pancakes and bacon and eggs and waffles and, and just, you know, big family breakfast and just spend that time with my kids and, and enjoy them and worry about ministry tomorrow um, because God has said in his word from, from, from chapter one, take some time to rest.
1: Yeah. That kind of leads, that leads into the next thing I wanted what we wanted to talk about and that's the importance of Sabbath. And these last two, they're things we're going to talk about is very much connected to spiritual wellness, but is also connected to mental as well. Um, but Sabbath, the reason why that is so important is, first of all, God God gave you the gave us the example in Genesis of having a day off, and not just a day off to get more stuff done. Mm, like we that's have not a day off. No, it's a, a day off to in worship God and be in His presence. Um, now, for for me, for us as youth workers. And pastors, and that looks a little different. The reason why I say that because Sunday is not really a not sometimes not really a Sabbath. It's a work day. Um, I'm yeah, doing, it's definitely I'm, work day for us. It's a work. I'm doing stuff, so it's, Sundays is not my Sabbath. My Sabbath is actually my day off, uh which is Friday. I mean, typically, I am home alone. My wife, my wife is at work. My uh work and my kids are at school. So I'm home alone. But what I do on my Sabbath. To spend time with time with God is I have a longer uh quiet time slash devotions uh with God in the morning it's a little bit longer and throughout the day of course I am cleaning because one thing that I help my wife with that I, I clean the house and, and do the yard work and stuff on that day but throughout the entire day I am listening to a, a certain podcast uh to help sp- help me spiritually uh I'm listening to audio books, mm. um, the spiritual audio books. i am right now. I'm listening to, uh, uh, what's it called? Fresh wind, fresh fire by Jim Cimbala. Uh, re- I'm listening to that right now. Phenomenal book. Um, I listened to an, another book early on too, um, as well as it's, it's been helping me out spiritually that made me really think about things in my relationship with God. Uh, so th- I listened to that throughout, throughout the day because audio books, it's weird for this is how it works for me. And I'm again, everyone's a little bit different, but when I'm listening to an audiobook or listening to a podcast while I'm cleaning, I re and for some reason, odd reason, I retain it the information a whole lot better if I'm just sitting down, uh, or if I'm doing something, I have to concentrate more. I, I, I for some reason, when I'm cleaning, I retain the information well, uh, a whole lot easier. So it makes it, the cleaning it, more fun, too. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does, it makes it more easier to do. Um, yeah yeah so so that that is what I do, and sometimes it also uh tied in there as well is I spend time more reading, actually reading spiritual books, uh reading things to help me grow spiritually, and that's what I do typically do on my Sabbath. Now does that happen every week realistically no uh some weeks are better than others, but that Nobody's perfect yeah, but that's that's what i how I spend time with God the whole entire day. And here's here's another thing I, I, I'm thinking about I'm practicing, and I'll actually I actually may take a pause and talk about that a little bit uh, later. But there's two things that I'm looking. Uh, one thing specifically I'm looking to add into there, which is going to be hard for me. Okay. Uh, uh, but I guess I guess I'll go ahead and mention it. But um, it was maybe about a month ago, uh, a month or two ago. I was listening to something. Actually, I was listening to a sermon during my Sabbath. I was listening to uh, to a sermon um, from uh, actually from Matt Chandler. And he was kind of talking about this kind of having a Sabbath and what that looked like for him. And one thing that he does is on Thursday night, his days off are on Fridays, uh, Thursday night, he turns his phone off. He doesn't and he does not turn it back on until Saturday morning. Whoa! I was like, dude, that sounds so awesome. How can about how can I get my wife to be on board on that? Because <laughs> so, my cause my wife, they can't get in contact with me without my phone on. Um, so dude, how to figure out to make that work? That would be awesome, dude. Because guys, Are you're you listening- Android or oh, I'm an iPhone dude. But okay. sub- I don't know
0: about a- iPhones, but on Android, you can set Do Not Disturb, and then you can make an exception so that only
1: one number will come through, and you can change that to your wife. So you might be able to do that on iPhone. Well, you, yeah, you could do the same thing on on iPhone, but uh, the reason why I think the reason why he does that, uh, and which is my case, too, the temptation of picking up your phone, temptation of, of checking stuff. Mm. Uh, so I think there's, that's the reason why he does that. And that's the reason why I'm looking to do that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I love having a smartphone in a sense of the convenience yeah. of, uh, of it. I hate a smartphone when it comes to the amount of time that it sucks in my day
2: you're right
0: and and that's one thing i think um smartphones have become a thing in in our generation uh the the we're both millennials and uh we were born before cell phones were like a big deal and that was just like the phone in a bag or a car phone, or a flip phone. And then um, around, I think, late high school, college is when the smartphones became started coming out. And they started really perfecting it right after college, uh, 2010. I think that's really when things started ramping up. And so that whole technology change is completely different from how we grew up and so and and it's for a lot of millennials it's become an addiction and um and it's hard to rest when you're addicted to something and even for those of us who use our phones during our periods of rest it's not it's not rest because we've gotten into this pattern of um m- new and more stimulus uh whether we're flipping through videos on facebook or pictures on instagram or whatever it is we're doing it's just the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing we're keeping we're, we're continuing to get some kind of stimulus instead of actually taking that time to rest i mean even something as simply you mentioned this earlier um you know spend a little extra time in the word and then and then marinate on it for the rest of the day think through it um i think uh, derwin gray uses that phrase marinate on it um to to just think through the the passage itself and and what it is that God is trying to communicate about his own character through it, about uh, maybe something he would have you do, um, depending on what passage it is. But um, we're in a country and in a culture where everything is just go, 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 go. And uh, especially the last week or so, Everything has been stop, 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 (laughs) you know, because of the coronavirus. So we've actually been forced into figuring out how what, this is a great time to learn how to do a Sabbath because there's not a whole lot we can do or that we're not supposed to be doing. So it's kind of forced us to slow down, which of all the things you can do on a day of rest, I think one of them is slow down and just take some time off from all of the things that you're doing and it's difficult because i think fomo is a real thing like fear of missing out like we have a fear of missing out so we want you know keep refreshing your feed and you know what what's the next thing um i do my devotions on my phone or my ipad um and that's a struggle because if you do Your devotions on a paper bible and a paper notepad there's no notifications at the top that can distract you there's no buzzing that goes off um and and i've gone back and forth between you know paper and and electronics and um i'm trying to figure out how to do both um but i i think that um something you had mentioned earlier is is um, not just that daily time with the lord but um taking it kind of one step further and making your Sabbath more about that than about just not doing anything.
2: No, exactly. Yeah.
0: Cause you're not doing nothing on Sabbath. You're doing something, but it has to be intentional. It has to be slower. It has to be, uh, I think you said deeper at one point. Um, And that's where, and I struggle with this. I don't know. I don't Sabbath well. Um, I've never Sabbath well. I go, 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 and then I get sick because my immune system finally catches up. Every time I went on break at college, I'd get home for break, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, and two days in, I'm sick because my immune system finally caught up with me (laughs) or didn't catch up with me. (laughs) And so, I would be forced into a time of rest because my body finally took a breath and realized, oh, this is not good. (laughs) and So, I went down. Uh, and that's, and that's and difficult, man, because when you're, when you're sick, when you're burned out emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, you know, you don't, you don't want to do anything. And you mentioned something earlier um, about reading on your Sabbath day. I love to read. I don't do it as much as I used to because I used to be able to sit in a chair in like the weirdest position and read a book for three hours in high school if I loved the book. Now, 10 minutes in, I'm falling asleep. And it's not because the book is boring. Um, I think it's because I'm fat. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, and, and the, I mean, that's well, I how know. all of this ties back into our physical health. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy now, and I'm still trying. You know, I haven't given up. Um, but I have found that with the sleep apnea, I'm not getting as good sleep as I've been getting. Even with the CPAP, I mean, it's helping. But um, when you don't get the right kind of sleep at night, you're tired throughout the day, and when you try to do the things that you know are good you know are right and you know will will bring um uh, growth for yourself uh the things that you're not doing correctly are going to hinder that and i think because i'm out of shape um that's why i fall asleep faster when i read and so i don't get as much reading done um and i've been listening to a podcast recently uh, my brother told me about it back in thanksgiving or christmas last year it's called dad tired um we're not sponsored by them but Uh, Jared Lopes is the host and he's been kicking my butt. I've been listening. I started at the beginning and I've been listening ever since I'm finally up to like uh, October of 2019. So I'm catching up. I'm almost there. And, uh, he has been kicking my butt. Uh, he's done several episodes where Sabbath has come up and every single time I'm like, I'm not even doing like one of those things correctly. Like he's got people on there that it's part of their lifestyle. And I'm like, I'm not even doing like a, a little bit of that. Um, he mentioned someone said that they've never met someone who used to Sabbath. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's an excellent point. I, I've i never met someone who used to Sabbath. I've met people who need it. I'm oh, yeah. one of them. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's difficult. But I think it's difficult because we don't try.
1: Yeah, that that goes back to the being intentional. Like even 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 with uh, even with me, I'm not perfect, uh, but I made a decision because I, I I struggle with it. I've I always have, and I'm the same boat. I made a decision about a year ago that I am going to intentionally plan out what I'm doing because for me, for me, I, I'm an administrator, so I'm, I'm the opposite. Uh, a, a so I'm, I'm
0: hurt in your soul. Yeah.
1: So I'm the opposite. So I can I can over analyze, um, over structure, over program something. So for but for me, if it's not on my calendar, if it's not structured out, I don't do it. And that part of it has to do with the perfectionism and me as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so what, what I, what I have to do is I have to say, okay, I'm doing, this is my day off. Okay? This is my Sabbath. This is my day off. This is where I'm alone. My kids aren't around. My wife's not around. I it's, this is my time and my time with God. Um, uh, so how am I how am I going to structure that to where I'm spending an entire day just wrapped around God throughout the day. And then, so I spend time, so how can I do that? So I still have to, I still have to get stuff done. Uh, still have to clean, uh, so do some things. But here's the thing, if you struggle with that, I would recommend moving your, your cleaning day to another day or your work, your yard work to another day. Um, if, if, that, if you can't do both, I would recommend doing that. I'm, I'm weird. I get it. I'm weird. I can do both. Um, but most people can't. So if, that's, if that describes you, move it to another day. But for me, when I'm cleaning, when I'm doing yard work and I'm listening to audiobooks, I'm constantly thinking about God and constantly learning. And I just uh, finished um, also about a month ago, finished an audio book that has really challenged me on a lot of things spiritually. And that's the uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Highly recommend this book for anybody who's listening. In fact, I may even put a link to it on the on the show notes. Uh, it's it's a, I mean, hopefully one of these days we can get them on the podcast too. Uh, great yeah, book, great book. Uh, but it was convicting me of my hurriness life and how me living a life of hurry is eliminating my ability to spend time alone with God. And, and so it was really convicting, but I, as I'm listening to this book and as it is during my Sabbath is during my Sabbath, I'm listening to this book. And, and, and that's what, that's the reason my Sabbath day is, is for me to spend time with God in different ways and being creative of, of spending time with reading, spending time with audio books, spending time with, with certain types of podcasts, trying to fill my entire day, around god and in his in his presence and again this is what i do and i can't tell just i can't tell you what you those who are listening i can't tell you how that looks for you um you would have you need to spend time with god and, spend, and ask the people around you ask your spouse uh based off of your personality how that would probably be better for you um but you need to be intentional. It all comes down to being intentional. Just don't say, this is going to be my Sabbath. This is my day off. This is going to be my Sabbath. And not being intentional, not thinking it through what you're going to be doing throughout the day. Yeah, you need to plan. Um, yeah, exa- exactly. And and even if you look out through history, throughout scripture, it's, they had certain things they did during Sabbath. It was intentional.
0: And and look, I'm, I'm we're, like we said, we're not experts on this and we're still learning. Um, so, as part of that learning process, I, I think it w- would be um, okay to to just make a couple of recommendations. And and this is the kind of thing where this this is not wisdom coming from me. This is wisdom coming from others that I have heard, and I think I agree with. But um, I, I think that uh, I think Jared Lopes from the Dad Tired Podcast did interview Mark Comer, John Mark Comer. I think he did, and they talked about that book and and this aspect of rest. So go find it on the podcast. He's talked to several guys about Sabbath and and how some of them, like for me, I've got six kids. All right, it's hard to rest with six kids. Okay, um, but there are ways you can incorporate your children into the day of Sabbath and and how to teach them not only how to rest but um, the things that you can do as a family to emphasize that aspect of life, to emphasize the time alone with the Lord, to teach them how to. Manage their time to to go outside, you know, walk around in the neighborhood together, get some outdoor exercise, even if it's just a slow walk around the neighborhood. There's ways that we can incorporate our families and our children into this, and and not look at a day of Sabbath as it's me by myself alone taking a nap all day. That's not Sabbath. Um, That's I think it's lazy actually. (laughs) Um, So. Um, we can't confuse laziness with Sabbath because uh, Sabbath rest is not sitting on your butt doing nothing, watching Netflix all day.
1: No, I agree. And and I just want to I just want to briefly say say this. And of course, we need it. We are, as we're wrapping up um, is don't for those of you who are listening. What's tied in the Sabbath, and what's probably the most important thing is. Don't neglect a daily time with God mm. alone mm-hmm. in silence, in prayer. Uh, the, I can't tell you how much that this is neglected. This is neglected in my own life because I, I love studying God's word. I can read, I can study, I love to learn, but this is the hardest thing for me is to spend a daily time alone on the face, my face down in front of God, worshiping him and all his glory and who he is. And it's hard for me. And I have to make that a priority in my life. And I, I can't say that, that I'm not perfect. Uh, just to let you, those of you are listening, probably not perfect, but that one discipline has revolutionized uh, my walk and my faith with God. Yeah
0: yeah it's it's a necessity it's not really an option but we treat it like one so um i think that if if we're going to start anywhere start there
1: absolutely and guys if you those of you who are listening um as we're wrapping up uh this week's episode i just want to thank each one of you for what you do um Mm -hmm. this has probably been one of the most difficult few weeks uh, with dealing with this virus and dealing with the unknown. A lot of you are listening. You probably have not even started online videos, YouTube, YouTube live, Facebook live. You've never done it before, but you're killing it now. Uh, I just, we love you. You appreciate what you do. And if you ever need, if you need help during this time, there is tons of resources, things online. There's tons of different Facebook groups that you can be part of. But if you would like to reach out to us to get, to get an idea of what we're doing and how, what things we're doing in our ministries during this time, feel free to DM, DM us. We would love to have a chance to talk to you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening.